1: All right, welcome in. John Zanis Bobby Manning. It's a Saturday night edition of the Garden Report, which means it's among our less well attended uh shows that we do the kids are out.
0: No, this um, one's going to be packed, John. I don't Just mean wait. with the people. I don't mean oh, with the guys 200 the right now.
1: I don't mean the audience. I mean the Jimmy's and the Joe's oh, Sways, okay. and they
0: got to get there. The panelists.
1: Yeah. The hosts, the panelists. Um and that's that. I will say this. We don't typically do guest panelists on the Guard Report. We're not against it. So if there's anybody out there you think would jive with this group and you want to make a suggestion, we're more than happy to hear uh, what you have to say. I'm not saying we'll necessarily do it, but I'm willing to listen. Um, if there's any outside voices you want us to bring in, uh, we would talk about it for sure. A um, couple things we want to tell you guys before we Gelso. start the show.
0: First recommendation. <laughs>
1: Everybody likes Gelso. He's afraid to come on. That's the reality. Okay,
0: we're gonna I'll need f- him at some point. He better get Nick, ready.
1: Nick misses you guys. He does, but uh, you know he's got he's got stuff going on too. Want to tell you first off, uh, pod uh, podcast is always brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one stop shop shopping place for seventy five high quality vitamins to help you start your day right. Use that code right there. Athletic Greens, not code. I should say. Go to athleticgreens slash garden free one-year supply of vitamin D, five-free travel packs, uh, and, of course, Calm. Can't go wrong with Calm, right? Number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Calm.com slash garden. Receive 40% off a premium subscription. We'll tell you more about these terrific products that sponsor the Garden Report uh, here. But first, let's talk a little bit about the game. I guess a game like this, when you enter it, and again, Celtics win this one, 117-108. Uh, The story coming into the game, Al Horford, as he's done all season long, out for the second night of a back-to-back with the, quote-unquote, back whatever stiffness, whatever they call it. But that's what he's been missing uh, these games with. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon tweaked that hammy. This is a second straight game. Again, they're back-to-back, so it's not super shocking. Um, You knew he'd be out a little bit here. So, you know, he was out against the Nuggets. Out again here. We'll see if he comes back. Joe Mazzulla did deem it. Uh, day to day and he'd be back sooner than later I think missing these two games was automatic but we'll see what happens if he can come back Monday Uh, Jalen Brown also out he banged his knee uh, late in that game doing one of those stupid walk-up plays which I hate Uh, but anyway it happened so what happens basically tonight becomes one of those nights where you're like oh is Jason Tatum better than the entire Pistons team Uh, and the answer Bobby was yes Um, Jason Tatum on his own is better than the entire Pistons team Uh, and you got good contributions from some other players as well uh, primarily Marcus Smart but uh, this was the Jason Tatum show and the Celtics ended up kind of they had him at arm's length most of the game I mean there was Detroit would make some runs again but it just felt like this was one the Celtics were not going to lose.
0: Yeah, and they could make up ground quick when they needed to in that yeah. first quarter. Uh, Bogdanovich was hitting them with the mid-range, and they're hitting a ton of threes. They had a giant three-point advantage for pretty much the whole first half, Detroit, that is. And the Celtics ended up making it up pretty quickly into that third quarter, just a monster third frame uh, where Tatum got a shot going. Again, he goes 5-12. I was just telling you off air that I felt like it was one of those games you've talked about where – all right, Tatum's not at his best, but he's still making a big impact on the game, and you're still going to look at his stats at the end and say he was pretty great. Like, even though it wasn't his best game, it wasn't up to his standards. He still had a pretty great night. It was enough to win. And he just went supernova in the second half. That's That was just silly stuff that he was doing, especially the pull-up corner three and the right side. I saw people who were there were tweeting Jerome Allen was, like, basically telling the whole Pistons team to run at him on that play, and he still hit it it's just ridiculous what he's doing on any given night now and i keep saying this but as much as i love them and i've loved him john from the day he's come into the league i had my doubts and i know you did as well about whether he could reach that top echelon like yeah. number 1 in the league and he's if he's not there He's very, very. He's number close. one in the this league right ridiculous.
1: now. He's number one in the league right now. Giannis really is, is right
0: there. Curry's doing some crazy it's, stuff.
1: So it's a mix, but. It's close. It's funny because then Luca's always going to enter the equation, but again, Luca doesn't play the defense. Tatum does, but the problem—the difference with Luca is, I mean, his usage rate is frigging insane. He literally impacts sixty percent of the Nuggets' baskets. But and there's
0: probably only one guy in the world that could do that.
1: Yeah. So I mean, so it's insane what Luca's is doing. That's the four right there: Curry, Giannis, Tatum, and Luca. That's the conversation right now, and everybody else is on the outside looking in. Um, yeah, maybe
0: I'm missing one. I don't think so, right Jokic now. Jokic, maybe, but. Yeah. You know,
1: it's fine. I, you know, it's, it's on a different ballgame. I'm going to throw up this super chat guys. Thank you for the super chats. If you send them great, we're not going to stop you Uh, by no means. is it something we're uh, asking for or begging for, but we really do appreciate it when you do contribute here to the garden report. Uh, And I, Dirk, again, I get it, man. This is the thing. Like I I'm a hundred percent with you here on this comment and I we've had it. We've had this conversation the last two, three shows, right, Bobby? Like, too many threes, too many threes, too many threes. Again, I don't care if you take that many threes, if you make that many threes. Um, and that's the thing is, they're, today they were jacking them because they didn't have the horses to get, you know, into the paint and to get where they wanted to go. So they were shooting a ton today, probably more than you would want to see, and not necessarily all quality. But again, it's just, they're making them. You know, they're making them at a good enough clip where it doesn't matter. And I totally agree. It's a fun team to watch again right now.
0: Yeah, and Joe Joe Mazul has talked about the fact that you got to be aggressive with with pulling up from these spots when you're open because he thinks that when you don't take this open space, uh, you're going to over-dribble and turn the ball over. And that's, I think, something that's played out with this roster so far. They haven't had issues with turnovers early this season. I think much of that has to do with them being pretty confident in getting those shots up here, uh, particularly on these passing sequences. And again, tonight... Uh, Pretty great stuff in terms of moving the ball, especially Tatum to the corners. Uh, You had White, I think, doing some good stuff in terms of keeping the ball moving quickly, even though he had a dreadful uh, shooting night in this one in a spot start. Grant, I mean, the glue stuff he's doing at this point is just absurd i I mean just another phenomenal game from him and he doesn't have the stats that are blowing you away to start this year but if you watch him it's it's just so such impressive stuff in terms of like what he's added to his game at this point on the offensive end of the floor to create uh you know keep offensive rebounds alive i've been impressed with him in that aspect of the game screening and rolling did you see that rolling dunk he got i think it was off tatum or smart Uh, He was great around the rim in this game, and I'm glad he got close to the basket in this one because they need, as you said, they didn't have people that could go inside and open up that area of the floor, and he took it upon himself to do that. Uh, You obviously had some dreadful center play in this one, I thought, uh, between Blake and Bonley. and you know Cornet gave them a few minutes at the end of the first, but again, this is what you're dealing with at center right now, and there's no Horford or no Rob. You're digging deep there for some production. And those guys at least played hard in this one. But I was fully prepared for this to be a letdown game. And they just blew the doors open through three very impressive performances from Tatum, Smart, and uh, Grant.
1: It's impressive. And again, I mean, that's basically who you had left tonight. You know? So like the three guys who you can count on on this team were the guys who came through, which is pretty impressive. Because again, any one of them has a down night. You can't win this game. You just can't. Yeah. You can't win it with Blake Griffin playing twenty-two minutes. And Blake, the Blake Griffin played an outstanding game for Blake Griffin. Um, okay, I, he did for him. I thought he played fair. I thought he played well. Um, I thought Vonleh was terrible. Um, but at the end of the day, his minutes were effective. He ended up a plus eleven in his minutes there. Uh, he's just kind of all over the place. And Luke. I don't know what it was. I don't know why this was a game where they felt they couldn't go to him. We were talking about, uh, theoretically, them starting. It just might be – the Pistons just might be too athletic in the front court there, and they just thought it wasn't going to be a good matchup for him.
0: Yeah, your Storts and Bagley's and Derns. Yeah, Yeah, that's tough for him.
1: I think that's probably why. And we said it's the – right matchup why did it work against the nuggets because they don't have true big men really super athletic guys like a true center who can dominate him um you know and 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 the matchups were fine he came in there matching up against deandre jordan's corpse which is uh (laughs) you know which is which is doable but i mean you didn't get great performances from your bench you know hauser you know, not a great shooting night for him when he was out there. Um, Derek White had a horrible shooting night tonight. It was really the big three of Grant Tatum and Smart that carried the game, carried them tonight. All right, the Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, It's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50. Again, BetOnline.ag, you get a 50% Welcome bonus with your initial deposit. Use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Yeah. And this this was almost that game where they came down the earth from three pretty early. They were shooting what in the 20s? And then they end up getting a 37 again by the end of the game because of how great they shot in the second half there. So you're still waiting for that game where it really cools down for them, and you look for those alternatives. There was a stretch there, I think, in the second quarter where Bogdanovich was really hitting them from the mid-range. I'm like, all right, uh, he's got that counter from the mid-range that it doesn't feel like the Celtics have right now. And then the doors just blew open in that second half, and uh, that was just awesome ball movement, great shooting. You have personnel up and down the lineup here that can knock down shots. Smart got hot, shot a lot, but ended up having a good night from three, while also facilitating the way he has lately, uh, so he ends up playing a great game. And and this Detroit team, I said in the chat, like I I've liked what they've been doing, but for some reason they stank this year to start. Like I don't know if they're going for this. Obviously, Cade Cade doesn't play in this game, but I don't but he know. He played if all. He
1: played Harley in the last game too. One
0: of eleven. Yeah. So he. I don't know. They're probably doing that Victor thing, right? Like they're just kind of sitting there veterans playing their young guys, extra going to those rookies. Ivy was impressive at points in this game, but he still had a lot of control still getting used to this league, I think. Um, so you're basically just having Bogdanovich gun it and <laughs> praying for the best. And I, I think uh, there was a crazy stat, Grandy, throughout there in the game that they've been down double digits in every game they've played this year. Yeah. So they're horrible. Um, and you run into them twice this week and take care of business, which is great. Because if you lost this team, even under man, you wouldn't have felt great coming out of that, especially with no cade.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, and, and what stinks is like these are the games where you, you sat everybody and you're like they might I, I even suggested prior to the game, I'm like, why not just punt? Just sit Tatum too. Let's get some rest here. You saw the Bucs did it the other night. They're just like, Yeah, we're against was it, San Antonio? Um, they're just like, yeah, we're just not going to play guys tonight. And it's fine.
0: One of those two, you you
1: gotta just, you gotta do that from time to time. To me, I'm always like, you know, uh, why not just, uh, you know, why not, uh, you know, just have a few of those built into the schedule, rest them all at once. Um, that's fine. But instead, you know, you just rolled the dice. I'm like, let's see whether, as I said at the top of the show, let's see whether Tatum could do this on his own. And he did. It was just unbelievable. And I get it. I know people in the chat are saying, I hate load management. Nobody likes load management. But again, if it's a matter of. He needs it, yeah. Yeah, it's a matter of just, you know, do you want your guys burnt out? You know, like we're talking about, I mean, look at it both ways. A lot of people are like, Jason Tatum was fried at the end. You know, you can't blame him for his bad performance in the finals. He was tired. Yeah. You can't blame him, but maybe you could have done something to stave that off. That's kind of the point. If you're a team with eyes on a deep, deep, deep postseason run, you can totally take those nights uh, and do it. But that being said, screw it. They went out there. Tatum, who's, you know, seems like he just doesn't get tired ever. He's a frigging Man. He's out there. Uh, You know, playing, playing huge minutes and he just did it single handedly. And it was like old school Tatum type of game too, which is the, I'm just going to have to kind of do step backs in people's faces all night here because I'm the only one on the floor who can really create. And he did unreal. He
0: he went back to the mid range too. guys are feeding him on that shot. He makes them all of it uh, going left. I thought the yep. Pistons forced him left a ton, and he still yep. did some good things on that side. He finishes with the right hand, but whatever. Uh, this, this is this is crazy what he's doing right now on both ends. And you talk about the sustainability of what he does, him being available every game. It never hurt. It was like a couple of times early this year there was a scare uh, in that Grizzlies game. Uh, he turned his ankle yesterday. We totally forgot about that because he just shook it off. It's been a yep. few moments this year where he's gotten banged up. Even tonight, he went to the locker room at one point for some reason, and just ran right back out. Uh, so you think he's hurt. You think he's banged up. And then all of a sudden, he's just running up and down the floor again. Even I, I think I saw him take a really hard fall last night, and just get up like nothing happened. So whatever he does training-wise, but shout out to his guy, Nick, who's always by <laughs> him side, stretching him out. Like <laughs> this guy know, is but- just. An Ironman.
1: I know, but that's the thing is, with more depth this year, you thought you could get those minutes down. He's been basically right at 36 the last two years, just a hair under, and he's up over 37 already this year. By contrast, someone like Giannis, who we talk about load management, and again, he's a bigger, more physical player who takes a lot more of a pounding, so trying to manage his minutes, I think, you know, makes more sense. He's been 32 a year for like three straight years. That's They are very careful about him not going over that mark. They really, really, really try to keep him to that uh, if possible. So, you do have to think about it with Tatum, and which is why I would not have been super pissed if they just rested him altogether uh in this game. But again, you went out there, he single-handedly beat the Pistons. It was a you know, he's on a, a different plane of existence right now. Um, someone in the chat asking why Jalen Brown didn't play. He banged his knee uh late in the game last night and he missed it. I don't think he's really hurt. He stayed in the game after bumping knees and he still he was fine in the locker room. He was, room, yeah. he was moving around fine. And Bobby was there. He wasn't icing or limping or anything like that. So I'm pretty sure this was just a, yeah, let's just skip this one. You know, why, why get on a plane? Why have things swell up? Why do whatever, just stay home. We'll be back in a little bit.
0: Yep. Quick trip to Detroit and back. There is an opportunity on Monday against the Thunder, I guess, to potentially rest Tatum after a big minute a game in this one. They pretty much needed him to play that entire second half because uh, the Pistons were staying he pretty He came close. in yeah, early stuff. in the fourth quarter, yeah, and that was it. You know, he just yeah, scared. even a short, short stint in that third uh, where he's off the floor. So I wouldn't be stunned if he sat on Monday, but that hasn't been him. Like I, I'd, I, I would be stunned, I guess, to see him resting. Because have we ever really seen him do that? No, they probably not. two days off. Probably it. off his minutes at times. Yeah. No,
1: no, uh, no definitely not. But uh, super, you know, uh, just super good effort from him. Um, we'll talk a little bit about. Uh, hold on one second. I got something playing in my background. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Smart um, and uh, and and Grant and how they did. Um, and Smart, you know, what, one thing I love about Smart Bobby is how he had toned instantly. He went into like I'm sorry mode after his goof goof play, and then the next like seven trips down the court he literally everything that he did was perfect but uh we'll talk about smart in a minute we do want to tell you about uh one of our sponsors here at the garden report uh one of our longest running sponsors at the garden report which is calm which when we first started with calm we all needed calm um, because <laughs> the celtics were freaking us out and we would come on here and we would just yell at each other the whole time and we'd be so stressed out but That doesn't matter. That's how we started using it. I still use it to this day because it does keep me calm. It winds me down at the end of the night. Even when you're jacked up, you're watching a game and you're all, you know, Juiced up, and you need to kind of bring it down a little bit, uh, or you just had a long day and you just need to wind down. Calm is a really terrific product if you want to try it. I don't know whether you've done this kind of stuff before, experimented with it, but if you're interested at all, give it a try. Um, It's uh, the number one mental wellness app, gives you the tools uh, to help you improve the way you feel. You can reduce stress and anxiety. And as I said, kind of wind yourself down through guided meditations, uh, improve your focus with curated music tracks. Uh, rest and recharge with the sleep stories for children and adults. Uh, there's daily movement sessions. It's constantly updated, particularly if you go to calm.com slash garden, where you'll get 40% off a premium subscription. And that just keeps updating new stuff all the time uh, that you can check out. Once again, calm.com uh, slash garden, 40% off. It's a terrific deal, a premium subscription. Uh, hundred million people around the world already use com. You could be one of them too. So again, uh, go check it out. Uh, Take advantage of this special offer, and I guarantee you, you will be happy. Um, Let's talk about Marcus. Acting like he's freaking Magic Johnson in an all-star game, um, throwing that ball off the backboard to Tatum. Granted, Tatum missed time the jump, but I don't give a crap about that. That was a dumb play at that time in the game. Uh, it was just po- pointless, boneheaded. Just make the layup, or just turn around and hand it to Tatum and let the scorer get his points, and you get your dime, and everyone gets a stat out of the deal. Um, I don't get it. It's not fourth quarter of a blowout that you're trying to do, you know, do the fans so. Whatever. I take a little dig at him, and everyone gets super defensive about it. But then basically, like, the next seven trips down the floor, assist, three-pointer, offensive foul, blah, 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 blah. Almost every single thing that he did after that point in the game was, was perfect. I mean, he didn't shoot perfectly. Uh, well, he was outstanding tonight. Um, and 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 outside of Tatum, I mean, like as you said, Tatum and Grant, um, he was uh, – he had a, he had a really good Marcus game and now he's starting to stack them together, you know, after a really rough and uneven start to the season, he's he's, he's piled together, Bobby, probably five of his six, you know, best performances over the last couple of weeks here.
0: Yeah. And I dove into his stats a little bit after that Grizzlies game. Uh, He's, he's passing more than last year. He has an even bigger ball handling responsibility Uh, than a year ago. They've kind of leaned off Tatum and, particularly Brown's ball handling minutes. Uh, he's he's hitting Tatum and Brown pretty equally, like 15 times a game each. Uh, so he's finding those guys. That's his intent offensively. He's passed first. Uh, you know, tonight he ends up ramping up the shooting a little bit more. You would expect that in a game with Brown out. And he's, as we assumed he might, ramping up. I don't think he came into the year in the best shape. He talked about that fall he took in Montreal. I know yeah. you didn't like the way he looks and I almost never
1: do I always think he comes in not a thousand percent in shape
0: Um, I think he alluded to it recently too like I'm kind of getting there
1: it's been a few seasons where he's played his way into it and I think he has part of the reason for those slow starts a little bit because of that I kind of wish he wouldn't do that because well he had
0: the ankle over the summer right and a couple other stuff so I'm sure he didn't have the most active summer ever especially after the finals
1: Yeah, but at this point now you're talking about he didn't have a – he actually had a what a really interesting game. at one 50 of to points, 5
0: is insane.
1: <laughs> one of his quietest games on the stat sheet that you'll see uh, last night against Denver. But prior to that, you had the three straight uh, double-digit assist games. You're now talking four out of five uh, where he's had double-digit assists. And again, during that span, one turnover, one turnover, one turnover, two and one – pretty freaking insane uh, stretch here uh, where he's uh, he's been putting up uh, really high assist numbers without, uh, you know, without turning the ball over, which is incredible. And yeah, yeah, I know some people will be like 17 shots. Nobody likes we've seen the numbers. It's I think 13 is the uh, is the uh, is the Mendoza line for smart. This is a night. Marcus smart had to take it because, again, even though he's not the most efficient scorer, he can create his own offense. He's one of the few guys that can. And sometimes he's got to force the issue uh, when you're down, guys, uh, as they as they were tonight. There's really nobody else out there. Sometimes it has to fall on him. So I don't I don't. I don't mind at all the 17 shots and that he could have taken 20 and we would have been fine.
0: Yeah. And through that Cleveland loss in overtime, he was 22% from three. He really did have a dreadful start shooting to start this year. Uh, he had that terrible one in the first Cleveland game, pretty bad one against Orlando. Uh, and then since then he's up around 37, 38 ish uh, since, since that point. So last six games here, the entirety of the win streak, really he's, he's been the difference, right? Like he was, he was just dreadful to start the year through the four and three start. And then since then he's, he's given them everything he needed. And you didn't even get this from him last year in terms of double digit assists, that kind of production in a game. Like the assist totals are pretty low. I've always loved his passing. That was the biggest reason. I loved the fact that they turned it over to him at point guard after the Kemba trade. Uh, But now you're actually seeing him have these like Chris Paul style games, Rondo, like the big assist totals where he's just whipping the ball everywhere.
1: I'll throw this uh, I'll put up Kess's comment here because I totally agree with this. We 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 see the double digit number and we're like, "Wow!" and then everybody will go on Twitter and be like, "See, Marcus can pass." And then he won't do it for a while. I seeing him stack it up is great, but I totally agree here. I, there's no reason in this offense with the role that he's being asked to play and the way they're shooting, he shouldn't be getting 9-10 assists every single night, you know? The, he absolutely should because again, when guys are hitting shots, it's that much easier to stockpile these these uh, these stats and these extra assists. Here, uh, the team's shooting—you know, insane—you uh, know, fifty plus percent or whatever whatever their percentage has been over the last few games. Um, and and Marcus doesn't need to score on this team, so he should absolutely. You know, we we've, we've been talking for years, like be a pass first point guard, be a pass first point guard. You know. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely he needs to be here. His shots should always be in the six, seven, eight range and he should be just dishing, dishing, dishing. And every once in a while, yeah, maybe the shots tick up just because he gets a lot of open looks. But I totally agree. Around eight, nine, ten assists should be the standard for Marcus Smart. That should be what he averages in this on this offense.
0: Yeah, and we're we're about to enter like the second decade of this debate at this point. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like so much of the offense he's able to generate and the leverage on that end comes from the fact that he's super aggressive taking threes. He'll get downhill even though he's not the crafty. Well, he is a crafty finisher. He's not the most consistent finisher. He just sort of creates uh, positioning down low in these weird positions. And that's where he makes himself a little bit unpredictable to defenses, I think, sometimes. You end up having a game like this where he's finishing left side and he's hitting threes. And it's like, oh, do we all of a sudden have to count for smart? And then I think that's where he creates with some – shot fakes and all the different stuff he does he's gotten in the post more this year which i've loved and so you always have to take a little bit of a balance with him there's going to be the good it's going to be the bad right before that alley you play he had this really awkward offensive rebound where he missed inside grabbed his own miss and just flung it right over to blake for two (laughs) like this is the marcus experience and you gotta live with it to some degree because he's so impactful. Like he really is. He's this is like three games in a row where he's had that crazy outlet pass after after recovering a loose ball. He's just everywhere right now, and it's super impressive to watch. I know someone in the chat brought up the benching against Chicago, and it wasn't was it a benching? It was a foul trouble there. I don't know how you, how you classify it, but you brought that up and the impact that could potentially have, and. That does seem to yeah, be a little bit of a line of demarcation.
1: Foul. He got fifth foul, but they liked what the uh, what the offense looked like. What the you know what the people on the floor were giving and he given and he only came back in in that game uh for defensive purposes late At, with, with five minutes to go a guy draws a fifth foul yeah maybe you want to rest him for the final couple to have him for crunch time but they didn't do that they rested him for basically the whole game and then brought him in for a defense offense position switch so that really was that one game where they were like I like these I like I like what Brogdon and white are giving me uh, more but again with Marcus as with so many people sometimes it comes down to, it's it's almost easier to analyze than the, uh than we make it. When you have players like Marcus Smart who do a lot of other things, you know, who aren't prolific scorers, uh oftentimes they end up being judged simply by are they shooting well enough for all the other stuff to uh to to be able to, to for you to be able to appreciate all of the other stuff they do. When Marcus Smart shoots like he did the first month of the season, it's harder to appreciate him because he's such a I mean it's so bad (laughs) that that's all you can really focus on. And and the rest of the good doesn't necessarily outdo it, but his splits between uh, October, November, his field goal percentage, his splits were 32, 22, um, you know, in the, in the month of October and this month they're 46, 33. That's that's much, 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 much better. His assist numbers are up one per game. So it's not like it's ridiculous. Uh, He's had that stretch recently, but the reality is, um, you know, he was passing the ball fairly effectively uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, It's just the shooting was so bad. It's the same thing with Derek White last year. When he was shooting so bad, everyone would be like, but he does other stuff. That's great. But you can't be that, that bad. When you have Marcus, who's, you know, shooting more efficiently, being wise with the shots that he takes and playing this type of basketball with the ball, it's, he's so, he's so hugely impactful. He just can't be, he can't be having those three for 15, one for nine sort of games. He's just got to, as long as he gets out of those, he's, he's great.
0: Yeah. And the most trouble this team's had so far, cause they pretty much rolled through the schedule to this point. Is obviously Cleveland. And I think what Cleveland did in both of those games well is funnel the ball back towards Smart, double Tatum pretty aggressively, have their big men in the post to seal off that area and force Smart to shoot a ton of jump shots. And that's, that's been an outcome that hasn't worked well for the Celtics going back to like the 2017 East Finals. Uh, if you go back to some of their worst games during that run, just yeah. teams really hedging and forcing the ball towards smart so he can shoot threes. And y- y- you can just imagine in your head, those crunch times where it ends up in his hands. And I've seen games in the past where he's like looking to pass because he- he's missing those shots. And he just ends up having to fire it up. And the defense is going, whoo like, that's what they're going to have to prevent at some point, particularly when they're shooting threes at the rate they are. I think Smart's countered it, counted it well by going in the post at times. Uh, he's become a better driver as his career has gone on, but that's what he's going to focus on in those circumstances is creating a second uh, level drive. And, you know, I think what this offense does well too is be able to run multiple sets if the first one fails. And uh, they can use a full clock. That's it, right? You talked about that the other night. You don't want him shooting with 13, 14 on the clock. Yeah. If you've really got to put it up at the end, he's actually pretty good at that. Sure. Hit him at the end of the shot clock.
1: I love him on the post. I love him sometimes being able to use his physicality to kind of just spin his way into the lane against certain defenders. I think he recognizes those mismatches and he utilizes them again. He didn't do much last night. He hit Murray pretty hard
0: with those last night. He got
1: a key bucket late in the game when he's trying to kind of stave off a little Denver run where he went into the post and Murray just couldn't handle him. He was just too tough. Again, he only scored four points last night. Uh, I was right. You know, I had a good, a good angle of it. Just. Just too strong. Great states. Yeah, last night. Again, I don't roll like that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the uh, I, you, you you like that. But all in all, a great smart game. Again, we, we don't have ton to talk uh, ton to talk about here because it was basically uh, uh, Zanis. I mean Zanis it was basically Tatum Smart and uh, and I just read a comment. Tatum Smart and Grant um, sort of game. Uh, talk about Grant tonight, Bobby. It's so funny every time he has one of these games. Everybody's like. Oh, he's getting paid. And I, you know, I never know. I, I, I still don't. I still don't know. But um, he was amazing tonight.
0: Yeah, he's starting to look closer to those players that are getting paid in terms of glue guys. Like your Cam Johnson and some of the other guys who got extensions in that class, DeAndre Hunter. And given the way he shoots, you can almost argue he's better than some of those players at this point. And I didn't have a problem with them not extending him. Tonight's, I think, the night that made me say, "All right, like you, you you probably should have just got it done." And that's because they must have had a better idea of what he was coming in looking like than I did. I mean, what was it last year? It was just threes and versatile defense, switchability, and that was pretty much it. Now he's passing. Now he's rebounding. Now he's, I think, defending even more versatile, versatilely between like strong guys inside and wing defenders, they moved them into the starting lineup as Joe Missoula talked about last night to guard point guards. Like now Ivy, that he's starting, like it's Morant. a little bit
1: different, right? Because if he starts and he stays there and he's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a- again, you know, it's almost kind of like, I'm not saying he's the same type of player, but it's almost kind of like Crowder was for Phoenix, which is like, you know, does a little bit of everything for you a little bit of everything that you need. Um, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of like Grant. And if he is a starter, uh, you know, on a championship, uh, caliber team, it kind of changes things. It changes the perception a little bit.
0: Yeah. And especially when he does so many things you need, like if you lost him, imagine if he wasn't available right now, there'd be quite a few things you'd be missing that outlet for Tatum as a shooter, a guy who can guard pretty much every position. I, now that Horford, I think, is sort of, I don't, I don't want to say taking a step back, because I still think he has some great defense in him, but Grant has closed that gap, I think, in terms of like the most versatile defender on the team. Uh, and then, obviously, he's done some great stuff passing and rebounding, too, now. So he's continuing to expand his game. I, he didn't seem like a guy who'd be able to layer his game coming in the league. It was It, it seemed like what you saw at Tennessee was what you were going to get. Uh, but the way yeah, but in he just fact, you got something to that's
1: totally different than this type of, the type of game he played at Tennessee, which is so weird.
0: Yeah. So that's he the was question. Just a, he was just that. a
1: bulldog down low. He can't do that. He's not tall enough. It doesn't matter if he's uh wily or slippery or physical, he's just simply not tall enough to play that style of game in the NBA. So he had
0: to evolve. Yeah. And I'm talking he, offensive rebounding by yeah. the way.
1: Right, but like he could, he couldn't. The way he scored at Tennessee, he could, he can't score like that in the NBA.
0: No, and I I like him bringing it back at times uh, in a game like this, particularly as at least as a role. He's worked on a screen game too. He's worked on so much. So you got to ask what can he provide you into the future? Cause that's, that's what you're paying it's, for. I know, but
1: that's the thing is like, if you look at it again, I'm not comparing the players necessarily, even though we have compared them in the past because of uh where they were drafted, but Brandon Clark, um, you know, also starts for a very good team Four years and 52 that $13 million I'm sure is exactly right. Well, he's better than Clark. I understand, but that's exactly roughly where the Celtics would have liked. And again, you're talking about a guy. He's better than Clark, but Clark brings you different things. Uh, energy, defense, rebounding. You know, uh, you know. He's, a, he's a, he plays above the rim. He, obviously, he can't shoot it like Grant. He's not as a complete and as a refined basketball player. But in terms of value, he's valuable to that team. And he's kind of the same. I'm not comparing the styles of player. It's the same ilk. Is he the one, the two, the three, the four, the five? No. He's somewhere in that mix where he's useful. They like him. That's what they think he's worth. That's what he's worth to me. When you're in that 13, 14, 15 range, it makes sense. As soon as you start talking about 18, 19, 20, it gets to a point where it's like, I don't know, man. I might be priced out. The problem with a guy like Grant Williams is you're much worse if you don't have him, but you have to draw a line somewhere. You think they're ready to pay a guy who's a marginal starter or a guy coming off the bench $20 million as a reserve, you know, as as more of a sixth man? It's That's a big luxury item. And, you know, and especially when the tax is going to go through the roof with Tatum and Brown extensions, if you're able to hang on to both of them. That's a lot of friggin' money to pay somebody. I really think they wanted badly to get that, you know, that type of extension done, they would have loved to wrap it up, you know, whatever they got robbed, maybe a little bit more. Uh, and that would have been it. Uh, and Grant didn't want it. So now they're stuck here.
0: Yeah. And he understands where the league's going in terms of the cap. So let's say it's Money, he's going year,
1: up. Any deal you sign today is a bargain
0: in two years. So absolutely. Right. It's a bargain for the team. So he, he, he understands that. And that's going to be the case. He holds down is 20 million in the fourth year. It could be cheap under the new cap in 2026 or whenever that's going to be. They're going to have to just do it, right? You can't, at this point, you're paying big tax money. You don't have another guy in this. I know we all love Hauser, but Hauser's not Grant. And then Horford's aging. So I've said this, he's your starter after Horford. And I don't know when Horford's going to be out of the league. You hope you get him back on a veteran minimum or maybe a mid-level, but If he plays great, I don't think he's giving you a bargain. so this is going to get expensive. You're going to have to make a tough choice, possibly. And Grant's a younger, ascending guy. So I don't think there's any scenario where even if another team throws an offer sheet at him, and that's what's going to happen now, right? You go to free agency, there's a lot of money on the market. A team like Detroit or San Antonio or Orlando... Or those teams with money, they just—it's just part of the economics of the sport. They're going to throw a huge offer sheet at him just to force the Celtics' hands. It happens all the time, and so he's going to make twenty million at this point if he does this for this whole season and he's done it the whole way so far. There's nobody,
1: there's nobody doing this that's making twenty million right now. They're not. It's just not a guy. A well, it's person- a new.
0: It's a new. It's a new. Oh. Unless,
1: here's the thing. If Grant is a guy you, if Grant is the type of guy you think goes somewhere else, and all of a sudden he's a 15 point per game scorer, and more of a focal point of a team's offense than one of their top three or four players. Absolutely. He's worth 20. He's not. That's the thing. I actually think Grant Williams off the Celtics is a worse player because he might be asked to do more or some stuff. That's kind of, that he's out of his depth. You, you might bit. not
0: be wrong, but we've seen this in the so sport. That, How so many guys teams, have signed big deals? That teams, are smart, about their head?
1: But teams are smart, Bobby. Okay. Teams you want, you pay that type of money to a guy who hasn't yet shown that, their production matches the money you gave them, if you think their ceiling can get you there, Grant is not a ceiling guy in the sense of like, you never see him scoring 17, 18, 19, uh, making an all-star team or something like that. I don't think anybody envisions that they're smart. They know that that's a lot of money to pay for a role player. It's always why, like, you know, you talk about Draymond, you talk about smart, you talk about these guys whose value to the team is probably greater than it is to other teams because he fits the role that that team asks him to play is perfect for what they do. I think you, you give Grant the bag, some team you mentioned Detroit gives Grant Williams a bunch of money and they're like, start and be awesome. Like you were in Boston. And he's like, okay. And this doesn't have the supporting <laughs> cast around him. He's not going to shoot as well. He's going to be disappointing. He's going to get overwhelmed at times and people are going to be like, what did we pay this guy for?
0: So th- <laughs> you might, you might be a thousand percent. Right. But does that mean it's not going to happen? We've seen I it don't know. happen. I'm We've just saying it happen. You don't.
1: I under I never predict what's going to happen or not only because it only takes one. If if twenty nine teams think the way I, I'm thinking right now, but one is like screw it, I love this guy, he's going to be great. That's all it takes. You're right. Um, I just Jordan think is throwing
0: big money at Celtics. Look out for Charlotte. It's possible. I'm interested to see how it's going to play out because it's directly connected to Horford. And he's not a
1: classic three and D player. And people, I think, have to say he's not locking up threes, guys. He's not. He's not. It's just not. it's not necessarily his thing. He plays against guys who are kind of taller stretch four sort of guys. um, And that's that's more his thing. He's not locking up athletic threes like Grant Williams is not locking up Jason Tatum. You know what I mean? It's
0: like he did a good job on Giannis and Durant.
1: Yeah. But I mean, they're big. Like I said, Giannis is more of a bully ball sort of guy. Jokic, they play with their physicality, you
0: know? Yeah. I, the, I know it's going to happen with Grant, I think. And I
1: like Grant a lot. I just don't know that any team is going to say, I'm giving this guy 20 plus million dollars.
0: It's 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 an interesting market this summer. I got to take a longer yes. look at it. That actually be a good article, John, for tonight. But um, Horford is the one I can't read because remember what was it four years ago now whenever it was Horford goes to free agency he had been great here he's a little bit younger obviously didn't seem like there was a lot of money out there and you're just like Al oh, he's gonna take one for the team Horford's an he's all-star Horford's a
1: different guy he's a different guy I know I but
0: they're both free agents at the same time so yeah. they're connected a little bit I think we all looked at Horford in this two-year deal he was on when he came back on in the Kemba trade and we're like all right when it's done it will be back at like, 2 million or something and then I mean that's the ideal scenario right Al goes from 26 million to 2 3 million and Grant goes up to the high teens or 20 or whatever he's going to want there cuz then it kind of cancels out on the books but Horford still at such a high level that he could almost end up being not a premium free agent but a guy who gets mid-level attention who could ask for 24 million or 36 million or something like that this free like don't you think Al's gonna potentially have a market if he's Al again this year
1: I think um he might but I mean I don't know how much of one
0: enough to like go to the Celtics and say I'm not taking the minimum like I don't, don't think he comes back time. for the minimum, but yeah. I
1: think, you know, kind of like a, you know, a two and 24 sort of deal, you know, might be able to get it done. But again, I don't know.
0: That's a big difference, though, uh, with the with the tax in play, especially when you have Grant. And it is,
1: but you're paying him 27 now, you know, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it comes down no matter what, but Grant's going up, 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 no matter what. I mean, the days of like hoping you can get Grant at 10 to 12 are over, like he's above that, no doubt.
1: Yeah. You know, again, you were hoping he took the sweetheart deal this offseason. He wisely didn't. And you're right. It's possible he gets paid at the very least where the Celtics have to get to next year is going to be higher than when they were at the beginning of this year. So no matter what, he made himself a couple of bucks, whether it's here or elsewhere. Um, As I said, as I just don't know how high they're going to be willing to go because it's not dollar for dollar anymore. Um, every time the, the, the higher you go, you're getting taxed like crazy now, uh, with this team, which is going to get extremely expensive. And don't think the wick doesn't know that this is why guys like grant, this is this why again,
0: guy- like Brooklyn golden state expensive. This is why
1: guys like grant let get, let go. It's not because the team doesn't value them. It's because they're so frigging expensive. They cost twice as much as what you pay them because of the tax. And the reality is I got to reload. This is why you need drafts and, and, and players in a pipeline is Yeah, I don't know if you would have drafted a player as good as Grant. Probably not, you know, considering how good he's been. But you need somebody else who can be like, that guy's 80% of Grant, and I'm going to pay him 30% of the money. So I'm going to roll with that guy. That's business. That's the business of of the NBA. That's how they do it. You don't always just say, this guy's a little better, so I'm going to pay five times as much for him. You just can't do that. You have to make some hard decisions. They could be stuck with a hard decision on
0: Grant. And that's still that lingering Danny impact because he drafted so bad at the end. They had to make up for it with these yeah, big trades, and White. Guys
1: in the pipeline now, you'd probably be like, Grant, take it or leave it, man. We love you. You don't. So he's got you over a barrel a little bit. You let him go and you're worse. But you should if you should have a couple players here where you're ready to like, yeah, you let your middle class go. And you you let these other you wait till these other kids get into contract years and into their whatever. That's you don't want to help
0: too. Pay,
1: you, pay your stars just, and you draft well. That's the key, you know. And then make some savvy veteran signings along the way. But those guys who you pay, like I said, those you're paying a lot of. 20s and whatever to the marcuses and the derricks and the grants they make you so much better but there's only so many of those guys you can have on your team you can't give everybody 20 million 20 million to horford 20 million to marcus 20 million to derrick white 20 million you to can't grant do it yeah you can't do that in the nba that's the problem you know 20 mm-hmm. i know it's only 12 or 13 14 to rob but it's like is you're throwing lots of money at these guys plus you're gonna have to go 50 and 40 for tatum and brown
0: yeah, and they've made plenty of good moves, particularly under Stevens. Like they're in such a better place now, where you have Hauser at six million over three years, and I think Cornet signed for nothing for a couple of years here. So they're doing a little better job at the back end. Yeah. You like a guy like JD Davison when that's your only available asset in a draft of fifty yeah. something. So they're doing better there. I think they're starting to focus more on that, but they're behind. So you have your White. At, in the teens and you have your brogged in on big money and you have this backcourt that's pretty expensive. And then, you know, Pritchard needs an extension next year and then two years after So a lot yeah. of stuff's coming up. Uh, they're going to have to, I think kind of move and shake some stuff around if they want to keep the cost. low. who knows? We didn't think they'd go here with the tax. So maybe there's another level of it. I mean, like I
1: said, it's it's so many guys making money here. You know, it's like there's a lot of guys making money here for a few years. You know, there's no money coming off the books. Grant could be a casualty just simply because of that. That's the tough part.
0: Brown. Look at what he could potentially Now I don't. We haven't seen him reach all NBA level early this year. I think that was some people assumed he could potentially do. So it's probably more of a manageable deal uh, if he's going to come back in twenty twenty four. But there's the off chance that you sign him to a designated extension, and he's a three hundred million dollar guy, Tatum, uh, with another. You know, I don't think there's any doubt Tatum's going to be all NBA for years, You know, forever. <laughs> so he's going to be another three hundred million. This, this is going to get insane. And it almost makes you, I know people are, one of the first comments on the show was why did they get rid of bowl bowl? Well, now you I know, know people
1: keep saying like the golden state warriors do it. It doesn't matter. The question is, will wick do it? And does anybody believe he will? It's again, as Bobby said, we didn't even know whether he'd go as deep into the taxes he has simply to make the Brogdon trade and to field this lineup now. Anybody think that Wick is going to spend to the levels of the Joe Size and and what they're doing over in uh in uh in Golden State? No. It's a different my, situation. No, my friends. Yeah. It's it, no, I'm sorry. No, they've not. I agree. I who if you've been on this show before, you've heard me rant. None of us got into this uh whether it was professionally or as fans to watch millionaires stay under billionaires stay under the tax. I don't give a crap about uh, owners' money. I want them to spend it and spend into the tax and go friggin' broke because that's what you're supposed to do when you're an owner. Win, you know, like go you're not into me. Yeah, I I don't care about your money. We're just saying what do we think is going to happen, you
0: know. Yeah, so, they gotta they gotta find a way to get off. There's the, a lot of people
1: selling teams right now, and there's a lot of people really interested in buying them. So I don't know. Maybe Wick cashes out. You know, maybe they win it all and he cashes out.
0: Wick's not going in. Eh? I saw him courtside. He's as fired up as ever. Anyway, um, the only other thing I have to say about this is, I know we did. We were all mad they avoid the tax last year. But when you start to look at this reality here, I think you could get you you could give up bowl bowl to ensure that you're able to keep this team together more sustainably long term because of the repeater tax implication uh, that's going to come up here in the next couple of years. So. I know it stinks watching Bowl Bowl killing in Orlando, but is Bowl Bowl sitting on the bench here? Probably.
1: I think so. Bowl Bowl is uh, giving you some decent big man depth and you feel okay. He's fourth he in the is. league in block shots or something right now, in addition to scoring about ten points a game. So he's been pretty good, man. I again you're ta- no I'm not doing this to take a dig at you. It's bowl bowl versus Cornet right now. And what kind of minutes would you feel better with? You'd probably feel better with bowl bowl minutes coming in there, but um it is what it is. Uh, I wanna tell you again before we uh bowl Bowl. Yeah, before we, uh, you know, before we wrap again, we got to tell you about another one of our terrific sponsors here at the Garden Report. And I know a lot of you have tried it because a lot of you have messaged me to talk about it. And I know all of us uh, are regular users of Athletic Greens, one of my favorite products we've ever had on the show. Um, I use it daily. Um, I I, I like all of the benefits that it, that it gives you, which is uh better gut health, uh, uh, more energy, clear, mental clarity, uh, you know, improved, optimized immune system. Uh, for those of you out there that don't want to go shopping for a million different pills and supplements, uh, in order to figure out what it is you're supposed to put in your body to, to, to feel right. Uh. AG1 kind of does it all for you, uh, 75 vitamins, minerals, one scoop, little cup of water, first thing in the morning, drop it and you're done. Uh, and that's it. And and that's it. You've taken care of your health for the day. You don't have to go out and get a million different pills and supplements. Uh, it's diet friendly, uh, no GMOs, no sugar. Um, supports better sleep quality and recovery. Uh, Really terrific. It really comes out to about three bucks a day. Definitely worth it. Uh, Again, if you're interested in this type of thing and you've always wondered, like, what should I be taking on a daily basis? Again, it's all here in one shot here. So again, arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition, one scoop and a cup of water. That is it. To make it easy, Athletic Green's gonna give you, uh, or we're gonna give you, along with Athletic Greens, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D five free travel packs for your first purchase all you have to do and please make sure you do this is go to athleticgreens.com garden again athleticgreens.com garden uh, and pick up your free gift uh even if you are not sure you're interested do some research on your own see whether you uh you might like this kind of thing and if you do again it would be great for us if you went and purchased through that uh, website, athleticgreens.com garden, that way they know that we sent you uh, and they're happy and we're happy and we get to keep our sponsors uh, and keep bringing you uh, all of this uh, free entertainment. So, um, and Bobby, any uh, any other thoughts? Uh, we we our, our boy dropping 50s here um, isn't here tonight, uh, but yeah, for most it's mostly free. Um, any other thoughts on tonight's game?
0: Nothing on tonight. I, again, you're just glad you get through one like that. I'm not impressed by Detroit. So I think you're still looking for this defense to make some growth in the games ahead here. Your, your schedule is pretty manageable. What are they at? Six game, six wins in a row now. So you, you're going to beat the Thunder on Monday. You would think, although they've been pretty scrappy. You get the Hawks on Wednesday. I'm interested to see if they're for real. I still don't have a good feel for it yet, but their defense you can take advantage of. The Pelicans still aren't a great defense. Uh, I think that might be a back-to-back, or maybe it's Friday. But this is a little stretch ahead here where you're kind of head and shoulders above these teams, and you should just be taking care of business night in and night out. I know you have your eyes on minute management. That's certainly something they're going to have to take care of here because they're getting bumps and bruises. Are you worried about Tatum's wrist at all? I know he addressed that last game.
1: I don't. I don't know.
0: That's kind of weird, right? So, what he, it was a small fracture in the playoffs. Yeah. Didn't really come up at all
1: and then he fell. I was on talking
0: it. to some people about this yesterday. What's like the impact of your left wrist. Being I mean, on what lost? he's
1: doing right now, no idea from where it would be. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not his shooting hand. So obviously uh, whatever, but I don't know if that's, if that affects him going to his left, if that's why he finishes, right. If he's feeling discomfort there, I don't know if that impacts him at all. I guess it's not ideal, but I mean, you know, if you're going to have something going on, I guess that would be a place you'd rather have it than like a knee and ankle or your right wrist or right elbow or whatever it is um whatever it is it's he's he's the best player in basketball right, right now you can't be too worried about it
0: yeah it's just early though so you hope this stuff doesn't build up as the schedule goes on here and there really isn't a lot of time for rest particularly for him they're still pretty reliant on him uh, especially on a night like this though they've been able to get good minutes without him out there so that's important too. um yeah it's it's tough to nitpick all, all this right now. it's It's a lot of great. The defense is moving in the right direction. I feel like Rob's gonna be back at some point here you know, over the next month, month and a half. And you're going to be pretty formidable at that point.
1: Rob's the wild card. Everyone will get really mad at me, and don't. Nobody wants Rob to succeed more than I do. Um, You know, I'm obviously a huge Rob Williams guy, and I I think the he's such a ceiling raiser for this team. And I don't even think he scratched the surface on how good he can be. I'm just really, 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 really concerned. And I, I, you know, even uh, as he progresses, it doesn't matter. I'm just again. I just don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you see when he comes back. And I'm so nervous now that again, you have one of these, uh, you know, Oh, he just needs a couple games off just for rest. It's slight discomfort. I can't, it just i'm so nervous about what he's going to be when he comes back uh, you know what i want him to be and you know what i you know i want to be it's going to take time in. don't start it's not even that. When i two don't games. care about it i don't care about how he starts i don't care about how he looks all i care about is that whole like you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop he plays 20, 20 you know 15 games 18 games and all of a sudden you get that little flash on the twitter from the Celtics PR and it says rob williams out tonight you know, knee discomfort. And then it's like, the update is like, Oh, he's just managing and he's got to do it a couple of games. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and I'm like, Oh uh, God, Time for no. calm. <laughs> I just don't know if people understand what arthritis is. Okay. And what happens when you have these knee surgeries, when you get it, it's rapid. And what you don't want to see is this another setback right away. That's why it's pins and needles for the first. You just want them to make it through the year. It's pins and needles with a guy like this, because you have these types of surgeries, you remove little bits of things, and then you've got issues with the cartilage there and the cartilage starts to wear away. And as soon as you develop that osteoarthritis, it, it could be rapid onset. And then it's you're your Kemba Walker tomorrow So it's scary, scary stuff you Especially
0: just, the way he plays But some
1: people, it's not even a way you play Some people just don't have it They bounce back well and it's okay The fact that he already had surgery this quick after it is scary as crap. That's what I, that's what I'm worried about. And he so. had a lot of issues. And I get it, I get it guys. Somebody, you got, you guys want somebody to hug you and hold you and tell you everything is going to be all right. That's fine. We're worried because it's uncertain and he's already had a setback a couple of months after having the surgery. That's not great. So again, I want it to be bad and I want him to, uh, for all of it to be, normal so you want him to come back and just ramp up slow and stay steady the whole way through you don't want to see more setbacks along the way and 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 and, uh, and them selling us that it's all part of the process so i'm just like this with rob i just want to see it i'm going to hold my breath the rest of the year
0: I, th- I think that's fair and i obviously predicted that this would be something of a lost year for rob just because of that weirdness around the setback and it's it's this is the one of the hardest parts about this, John. You can't get good info on health and surgeries and injuries. Like it's just always the bright side, optimism. Here he comes. He's doing great. And then, like you said, the other shoe drops, and it's like, uh, yeah. And we're we're all kind of keeping an eye on that with Brogdon right now. And it seems like he's doing fine, but who knows. Is he back Monday? Is he back in a couple weeks right now? We still don't have great clarity on that. I, I didn't see if Joe commented on that tonight. Keep an eye out for that, but uh, you're definitely hoping to see Brogdon on Monday, um, so you can get a feeling that he's progressing. Here, at least get an indication. I, I think is going to be out. Of,
1: I think Brogden's going to be out the better part of a week, but I don't think that's a big deal. It's who, all
0: right. Red, so you're back down. You're you're calm on Brogden now.
1: No, but I mean, it's it's not calm. Hamstrings can go a bunch of different ways. He could have been out multiple weeks. He could be out a week day to day. It's what, what does tightness mean? Nothing. That's what you feel when it grabs. Like, it grabs and you're like, "Uh uh-oh, and that's a sign that you've strained it. Then you just never know how bad those things are. So the fact that they called it mild, great. The best thing about stuff like that is they've got a team of, like, specialists working around the clock to get those guys right. But again, who cares if he misses three, four games at this point in the year? Who cares, honestly, if he misses five, six, seven, eight? you know it doesn't matter uh, you know it doesn't matter this stage of the year this is where you want malcolm brogdon missing question uh, missing games
0: yeah we haven't talked about oh they're missing brogdon right now either so they're doing a pretty good which job is of staying in there
1: which is crazy because again you know i thought Credit to Pritchard. that's why i flipped out watching last night's game when i joined the show because um you know, I I thought those Brog that would that would be a big impact. The, the starters came out and they just couldn't miss last night. But you saw a little bit of dip in that second unit. When Brogdon came, I was like, this is gonna mess with them a little bit. Because that second unit had been drilling everybody and Brogdon was the was the was the catalyst for all of it. That Brogdon, that Tatum and the bench lineup was just insane um and you lost something with brogdon there you could definitely see it but again pritchard was out of his mind he played his best game of the year um and just all of the contributions he got from everybody you didn't see a drop last night tonight you needed any viable bodies so obviously it would have been nice to have him but again they can survive a couple more without him so if it's even a a coin flip just keep him out you know
0: yeah i agree with that and I think everybody, even in our comments on his interview yesterday, everyone's like, what do you do with Pritchard? It's good, it's good to have him here for a situation like this. They have good depth at pretty much every position, save for big. At least they have some bodies there. And they're doing a good job, I think, moving guys in there. Having like all 15 guys on this roster done something so far. They have, haven't but, Blake, but this is just this is some real deal depth that they have.
1: The thing is, and again, this is how depth works. Like when you have everybody healthy. The depth guys can do what they're supposed to do without any pressure of having to do things kind of beyond their means. But when you bump them up a level, a lot of people in the chat talking about, like, let's talk about Derek White's rough game. Yeah. When you put Derek White as basically your fourth best offensive player out there and ask him to do things on his own, as opposed to just be a spot up guy and then fill in some holes. And when people overhelp, you know, on, uh, on other players, just be there to, to cut to the basket and to make good moves. He is um, so
0: mental out there, isn't he? Like- like you yeah. just kind of see him like a bad play. He's kind of talking to himself. He looks wicked, frustrated. Sometimes you just wish you could, like, yeah, relax he, and move around. He, on missed, to the a, next he play. missed a
1: bunny, you know, and he got really mad coming back down the court. Um, but it's just he's not that guy. He's not a guy who can be counted upon to be one of the team's top offensive players. He's he's a guy who's there, and you know, what he'd been doing so far was you know, kind of movement off the ball, finding spots, making sure he's terrific at making sure that they maintain space when he's out on the floor. Your role changes when a bunch of people are out. So you get bumped up and you're asked to do more. Everybody's asked to do more. Marcus has to shoot 17 times. It takes you out of your rhythm in terms of what you're supposed to do. But when everybody's out there, you're right. Hauser, Hauser can be Hauser. White can be White. You know, all of those guys can be exactly who they are because it works because there's other people doing all of those other things.
0: There was some lineups tonight that were pretty wacky. And that's, I I got a little bit. You survived them. Yeah. Yeah, And and they survived them and they ended up winning this one pretty convincingly. It it was, I know it's Detroit and Detroit really is not impressed. It's a professional
1: NBA basketball team. You beat without four of your best players. That's This is a
0: lineup they ran tonight. Smart Pritchard, Hauser, Griffin Cornett. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't believe it.
1: So they're making it work. Bobby, you just beat a, a real NBA team without without your second best, arguably if you're going to count Rob as well as your third or fourth, who knows where he factors in there. Third best, fourth best with Horford. I mean, you know, put him after smart, fifth, seventh. Four of your top six players you you didn't have tonight against a, a, a legitimate NBA team and you beat them on the road on the second night of a back-to-back.
0: Yep. Yep. They, yep. They're they an impressive group. And like you said, a couple of years ago, we're, we were screaming and yelling about how things go wrong every night. With this group, things go right every night. And they just put it all together. You're, you're impressed with the coaching right now. You're impressed with the depth. You're impressed with everybody's individual growth across the board. I mean the passing from Tatum right now just to circle back to him the wrap the show here is just insane. Like I always saw it. I always was a believer that he could unlock that, but he's done it fast and he's done it at a high high level. Those fire those fireballs he throws to the corner. He generated a lot of those 63s for Horford last night and this game he's just hitting guys again and again then repositioning. Yeah. He's moving
1: better the key with Tatum isn't even about getting assists it has, that has nothing to do with his passing make it's all about for him uh, you know the Having faith that when you get rid of the ball, you might get it back and just making the right read, not allowing yourself to get taken out by double teams, not dribbling too much and letting the defense settle and key in on you and locate everybody on the floor when everybody else is standing around. They've He's bought into what they're doing. He moves it fast. He moves without the ball much better than he was last year. It just creates a flow that didn't exist with this offense last year. And what's amazing is. The passing is up, the assist numbers are up, and the turnovers are down. I think they're third or fourth in the league from the bottom in assists, which is unbelievable because you'd think a team, when they start to whip the ball around and pass it more, you would turn it over more and it's no. All of their turnovers were these live ball, messy ass, dribble into traffic and get a bunch of people slapping at the ball sort of turnovers that they were making or getting into a tough spot and trying to pass your way out of it, but being so swarmed and overwhelmed by defenders you would make a bad pass that's what they were doing last year they're doing none of that this year which is incredible
0: yeah and this speaks for itself I mean we're all watching we're all blown away but I, I'm extra impressed when I look around the league and Horford talked about this a little bit last night I, I I'd recommend people go watch Horford's presser from last night because I think he did a pretty good job explaining what's going on with the Celtics so far but you look at around the league there's some good teams that are just in a mess right now. The Warriors, namely, uh, you have your Mavericks who have hit a wall. Uh, some of these contenders that you think are going to be certainly the Heat, who I thought were wicked weird from that first game the Celtics played them in. Uh, there's just a lot of teams that are getting off to rough starts. You don't even have to mention the Lakers. Uh, th- there's some real disasters around the league early on that you look at and are like, I'm thrilled I'm not them, but not only are you not them, You're the opposite of those teams where everything's just hitting. You got all the answers. You're finding this flow. This is, I think, culmination of going back to when we started this podcast. And they had all these issues and they played together for years now and they figured it out. And that playoff run last year, like these guys still really call back to that and all the lessons that they felt. And I think the weight of those moments, all the little mistakes they made seemed to stick with them. They found out what they need to do. And what they can't do and they've pretty much cut out all the stuff that they can't do the turnovers the stagnancy over dribbling just everything we complained about during even that postseason run it's all gone right now and you hope that they can sustain it you hope that they can be healthy they're already having a little bit of trouble with that um and you hope that they can get back to some percentage of that defense from last year because again like we said last night i'm holding i know you're thrilled with the start john and i am too but at this point, anything less than a championship doesn't matter.
1: Anything less than a finals appearance. But I agree. I mean, it's a finals or bust team, and everybody knows it. Um, and it's hard to get there. And yeah, could they get? Could they get to the conference finals and lose to a very good Milwaukee Buck team? Maybe. But you're right. It's a it's a it's a get to the finals or bust sort of situation. You have the eyes on a bigger prize, which is again why. Brogdon missing a few games early doesn't bother me, which is why some defensive letdowns early in the season doesn't bother me, which is why I don't want to see, not only do I not want to see Robert Williams until he's ready, I don't want to see Robert Williams until not only his knee is fully healthy, but he actually plays his way into off season and training camp shape. So when he's ready to go full tilt, give him a month to get himself in shape and get ready to play so he can go out there and give you useful minutes and not be winded going up and down the court because he's trying to get in basketball shape. Get take your time. Your goal is to get I don't care where you are. You want to be as close to a full team entering the playoffs as you possibly can be and make a run. That's that's the goal for this team. Nothing nothing else matters. I agree. Anyway, guys, back-to-backs here, so we're good, but we're back at it Monday with OKC, and then what do we got, Wednesday?
0: Yeah, the Hawks are on Wednesday. I'm trying to figure out when the Pelicans are. That one should be a fun one. Hawks should be a fun one, too. They always give the Celtics some trouble. Road the East game. is fun,
1: and generally speaking, there's a lot of fun matchups in the East.
0: Yeah, the Pelicans year. are Friday, so the back-to-backs are done for a little while here, yep. uh, which is good. Dallas coming to town later in the month, too, day before Thanksgiving. There's some really good a, a Chicago rematch. A lot of good stuff coming up after that Thunder one, which I don't. The Thunder are seventh in defense. I don't know if you know that. They've given some teams some runs. I know they they gave the Bucks a little bit of a run. I think they might yep. have actually beaten them. Shy's playing out of his mind. I, I don't know what to expect from them. It's going to be interesting because I don't think they're the Pistons. Like the right. Pistons are just horrendous to start this year. Like worst offense, worst defense. Thunder, the offense isn't great. You get some guys you never heard of. Yeah. If you look at their lineup, but, um, defensively, they've been scrapping and they've been sticking with some teams. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go.
1: No, it's good. And it's fun, with front versus Atlanta, fun at New Orleans, at Chicago. And then you got a nice little home stretch there, Dallas, Sacramento, Washington, Charlotte, Miami, back-to-backs, Miami, that kind of double header, uh, with, you know, uh, playing them here. Will Kyrie
0: be playing on December 4th? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> there were some reports today. You saw those, right? So, yeah, so. I mean it's funny things have changed a lot in the last two days. I mean, when I was on the Max Pod, I said this guy's never playing for the Nets again. Now it looks like it's pretty likely he's gonna play for them again, right?
1: Now it looks now it's starting to look like he will play with them, so we'll see. But uh, anyway, as
0: we said, um, ton more stuff. By the um, way, yeah, they're number one in defense <laughs> since he left, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, the the yeah the Kyrie the Kyrie on Kyrie off splits are are very bad uh, for him with Brooklyn. Wasn't
0: that a thing here too?
1: It's, uh, I just saw the number again today. It's significantly worse. There was his final year, I remember, and Jimmy and I will laugh about this the whole time. You know, everyone would point statistically, oh, net rating with him on the court versus off is so much better. You guys are stupid. But we would watch it and we're like, watch the game that everybody plays so different when Kyrie's not on the floor. Like, yeah, he's great. He's the best player out there, but like both when he's out there, he would, he just choked the life out of everybody around him. He didn't make people around him better. They were so happy to not have him that they were playing better when he wasn't out there. Uh, again, you have to feel that there's a little bit of a weight lifted when Kyrie's not out there um for for those teams and also I mean he's such a ball dominant player a lot of people end up just standing around not doing anything and they feel useless you know you see a lot of players have that effect sometimes where they're so good but it it kind of neutralizes other people because they're just not involved enough
0: and uh, the only guy who doesn't seem to notice it's Durant right I think the team's done with him but I think they're terrified of where that would lead Durant
1: I think so, too. Um, So we never really know there. But um, yeah, we'll see with that. Again, give you guys a a quick reminder. Again, shout out to our sponsors. Once again, Calm, uh, really great. Calm, that's the thing you do at night even though you can do it during the day too. Uh, but this is what you take at night, calm.com slash garden, number one mental wellness app out there. You can go, um, you know, if you listen to your sleep stories, your music, your nature sounds, whatever it is, calm.com slash garden, 40% off calm premium subscription. Um, when you when you go there through uh, calm.com slash garden. And then when you wake up, what do you do? Boom. Scoop of athletic AG1, greens. athletic greens, cup of water, 75 vitamins and minerals. Go to athleticgreens.com slash garden, a free one-year supply, vitamin D5, free travel packs, really everything you need to get your mind and body right here at the Garden Report. Once again, Celtics win this one. Uh, you know. Fairly comfortably with a with a skeleton squad, 117-108. Jason Tatum goes bananas uh, with 43 points, and uh, he was just a man tonight. Uh, fun game. We're back on Monday night uh, with the full cast of characters, I believe, including uh, Sway, Jimmy, and Sherrod Blakely. Uh, we will see you guys on Monday. Thanks a lot.